Hello everyone, this is Timothy. Welcome to the Connison Thought Factory. And I'm happy that I'm giving more podcasts. I'm still not doing enough or as many as I will be, but I picked up the pace. And I want to say that I'm happy to be here on the most democratic podcasting platform in existence, Anchor. I love it. And I thank them for giving me the space. Let's get into some thoughts. Uh, I just want to get into, talk about a little bit being mental and what that means. It is amazing how many people do not realize that almost everything in a human society begins in minds. The mind has become so powerful that we have created technology that could destroy everything. The mind must be directed in a certain way to keep human beings alive, and I should say, and thriving. I am happy to provide this work or these ideas for people to improve their brains and minds. It is our minds that will carry us through the next few years. We all know how 2020 has been, and we will be building new institutions with tools and almost no support from the ground. I know a lot about that. And like I say, Anchor is one of these tools. We can only go as far as our minds can take us. Some forces in this broken society are still trying to confuse and misdirect us. I hope to take deeper looks at current events from multiple angles. And this should give everyone a better comprehension of what is happening and what should happen for us. To have a future on this planet. Let's deal with taxes. Taxes and death are the only things that have been assured in this society. And there's been information about Trump and his taxes. So let's go into it. The latest report is that President Trump did not pay his fair share of taxes. This is not a surprise. Most wealthy people cheat us from the tax money that we would help the masses. Trump does not pay the proper amount of taxes because his father did not pay the proper amount of taxes. Trump's children are not paying the proper amount of taxes. We must change the realities that create poverty and extreme wealth. Why are we satisfied with gross wealth and deep poverty? I do not know why the corporate mind anchors and writers or the corporate media anchors, I'm sorry. I do not know why the corporate media anchors and writers believe that news about Trump's taxes is going to influence anyone. The people who love Trump will love him to death. The people who hate Trump did not need another reason. How far out of touch are members of the corporate media? Why are we ignoring the fact that people have not paid rents for almost a year? The journalists must have had access to Trump's taxes for the last four years. Someone finally gave the New York Times permission to report this information. So now we get to see Trump's taxes. How much taxes are the millionaires who work in corporate media paying? And who gave the New York Times the permission to run the Trump tax story? These are questions you have to ask. 
if we're going to make it through this time, if we're going to transcend, if we're going to shift into the next evolutionary level or next evolutionary gear or transition into the next evolutionary step, unity is one thing that we have to do. And it can't be a corny thing that we say, oh, we have to come together. We have to be unified. We have to actually know the concept of unity and we have to bind ourselves together. And I think unity, I know unity is possible. So I was watching Troll Hunters. And that's one of the big themes of this series. So I watched the series Troll Hunters, Tales of Arcadia, and I thought about how lucky children are to have such sophisticated animation. We had programs that were good. But nothing with the mental power of current animation. I'm 50 years old, just about. So we had Tom and Jerry, Pink Panther, stuff like that. Will our children learn how to use their mental power for human expansion? I think they, it's a chance that they will. And I'm excited about that. Troll Hunters gives us the hero's journey. We have seen this before. Jim is chosen to become the Troll Hunter. Jim is excited at first and struggles throughout. Jim did something different with his journey. Jim empowered his team to become troll hunters along with him. It is always better to fight as a group. The days of one leader carrying groups while groups neglect their responsibilities is over. Jim also convinces certain enemies to join him instead of slaying them. It is important to recognize who can be rehabilitated and who must be purged. Because Jim does kill some things, some trolls, evil trolls. Who do you trust with your life? Who should be purged from your life? And just to say, the black community has a really bad when it comes to picking a leader and letting that leader do everything and suffer all the consequences. Um... And it's gotten worse over the years. It, it was good up until the 60s. Malcolm X died broke. His family didn't have anything. Martin Luther King Jr. died broke, but his family did have the black church still. So they made out and then they were a little more mainstream, Coretta. And Coretta was a little, you know, she was strong. Betty Shabazz was strong, but she didn't have any religious organization. And the organization that Malcolm started had just started. So they really suffered. And the black community should not never have left Betty Shabazz to struggle like that. Also, I'm in Newark, New Jersey. The guy who shot Malcolm came back to Newark and lived a nice life, ran some community centers, and the community did nothing to him. And uh, that's in the documentary, that new documentary about Malcolm X. And I think it's on Netflix, but I'm not sure. Watch the documentary. Um, I was so disgusted with the people of Newark. I, I don't even know what to do. But, um, yeah, no more one leader and that leader takes all the rest. No, we all go. We all fight for each other. We all take the risk. And when one person gets hurt, we take care of their family. That's, that's the new way. Unity. Troll Hunters also shows how we can accept other types of beings. 
Human beings in Arcadia accept trolls. This is a fictional work, but there's no reason why we cannot accept other human beings. As long as those people are not hurting anyone else. I never understood why we hate people from tribes, families, communities outside of our own or from other tribes, families, and communities. I'm fortunate to be black, a black American, because we usually accept everyone, everyone's right to live as they want. Um, some people say, though almost no one treats us like human beings. Uh, sometimes we are treated like three-fifths of a human being. Sometimes we are treated like animals. How many different types of people are in your inner circle? And how many people are accepting your humanity? Sometimes people say the problem with black Americans is that we let everybody do anything they want to us. And we have to be a little more xenophobic. But I, I don't know if that's the answer. I just think recognize who's good. And recognize who needs to be purged. And recognize who needs to be kept at arm's distance. You know, sometimes there are people in my family and my circle that I, I keep for arm's distance for years at arm's distance because they're just not ready. They're not ready to function at the consciousness um, that I am. And it's not no fault of their own. This society doesn't leave a lot of room for it. I have done that and paid a big price um, I've lost almost everything being a conscious black man in this in the United States. I'm hoping after 2020, and I'm starting to see evidence that is getting a little better, including with platforms like this. People are listening, and my stuff doesn't sound so crazy now. Um, Troll Hunters is connected to two other series. These series are perfectly blended together. These series found a fun way to encourage our children to think outside of themselves. It is hard for children to think beyond themselves and their core group. It seems to be difficult for adults to think beyond ourselves. Some adults do not think at all. But that's another topic for another time. What is your plan for cooperative tribalism, that's something I call I call cooperative tribalism, where we have groups that can function and control their fates and control their institutions, but can also function with other groups cooperatively, instead of one trying to take over the other or going to war with the other or hating the other. Can you find anyone else to work with you, and how are you reaching out to other people? I use a lot of platforms to reach out to people. I'm going to go into something that's very special to me. Uh, I mentioned my wife in a, in a past podcast and I hurt her feelings. And I hurt my wife's feelings a lot. But I'm going to put on the record, the public record, um, what I think of my wife. And so it might get personal. So hold on and hang in there. And I'll either get in a lot of trouble for this, but what the hell? We, we have to be honest. My wife, my life. I was born into a community that was in decline 
1971, black Americans were suffering from attacks from the government. That same government was starting the war on drugs, which is a war on black men. And you could say black people. I was a baby born into a war and who would be affected by another attack that our community did not even know was coming. Nobody predicted the crack cocaine thing. This is the life of young black men in the United States. I had a typical black man's life of struggle and tragedy. I should say filled with struggle and tragedy because it really was. I grew up in Brownsville, Brooklyn, 1980s. Crack epidemic going wild in the projects. So, um, Ocean Hill, Brownsville. This is not anything new or surprising. I mentioned this to give you background information before I get into the last 16 years with my wife and with my life. One of the last allies my wife is that I have. I said, it's a conscious black man, you pay a price. My wife is in the situation that so many black women are in. She has to carry material burden in a society that puts her hold on hello alright I will meet you say hello just say hello hello just say hello hello alright I'll see you soon you got me on video what's up sis got you on the podcast baby Bye. Bye. Where was I? Uh, she is, has to carry the material burden in a society that puts her one level above me in the hierarchy. She has done everything in her power to keep her, our union together. We are fighting against white supremacy and black inferiority. So many people outside of our community want us dead or out of the way. Most black people believe that we are too worthless to embrace humanity every moment of every day. My life, or my wife, I should say, has carried the majority of the weight of our union almost the whole time we have been a couple. I refuse to miseducate black children for the New York Department of Education and the institution crushed me. I stood alone like most courageous black people in the United States. We are only welcome in racist systems if we are willing to promote their agendas. Those agendas usually lead to our mental and our physical destruction. My wife gathered whatever pieces were left and made the best that she could of an awful situation. My wife was there when the education system attacked me. She was there when jobs said I was overqualified or underqualified. My wife was there when police surrounded me in the train station at the World Trade Center. I kept attention from her, but she let the overseers know that I was not alone. My wife may have kept the cops from kidnapping me. My wife watches me produce some of the most thoughtful content coming from the black community and be ignored. I know that my wife can find a better man and husband than me, but she keeps the union going. I do the best that I can but this society has never made room for free-thinking black men, and that reality rips couples apart. After 2020, black people may have a chance to live, 
but millions of unions are in graves simply for daring to hold black love. That is my podcast for today. I have to rush out to meet my wife, who's my life, and I will um, see you next time. And I want to say thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. And I want to say thank you to the most democratic podcasting platform in existence, Anchor. Take care of yourselves and be safe.